Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees have to s- settle for another Subway Series split. Go one game up, one game down in the Bronx here, so nothing gained, nothing lost. And not only a series to feel good about, but the bigger news at hand is that we finally have a timetable of Judge's return, and it looks like it's going to be this Friday in Camden Yards against the Baltimore Orioles. This is the perfect timing because that's a team that you're chasing in the AL East. And it's just, you know, kind of ironic that's a week before the trade deadline because even if the Yankees make no major moves at the trade deadline, just getting them back is almost like making a trade when you just add someone like Judge to the lineup who, even if at 80%, you can, is this going to be better for the whole lineup and the team versus this what you know, we've been seeing the past few weeks without Judge in the lineup? So we'll get into a lot. Before we do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So if you're first time listening, uh, there's got to be a button around to subscribe or follow or like. Mainly the subscribe one. That's probably the important one. And you get notified when new content comes up. Not only get the wrap-up reports after each series, but other cool stuff, old Yankee stories, little Yankee history. History, little side notes, all cool stuff, exclusively podcast subscribers. So make sure you subscribe. So the series against the Mets of Self is, yeah, not much to be proud of. I guess the only good thing is we finally got a win from Rondon on, under his belt. And I and also got, got to talk about the uh, you know YouTube channel as well. This mainly because the, the latest episode there, I kind of mentioned that Rondon needs to throw a good game in this one, just with all the stuff that's gone on. Um, you know, having a couple of bad starts, the past few starts, and of course had an incident out in, in Los Angeles with blowing kisses to the crowd. It's like, with all that garbage, this start now at home against the New York Mets in front of the home Yankee fans, hey, you better throw a good game or it could have gotten ugly fast. But luckily, he did step up. I'm not saying it was the greatest. But it was kind of one of those gritty, gutty performance types. Only gave up one run, pitched into the sixth inning. He wanted to go longer, but Boone just said he made his decision there. One run, not perfect. Did get three walks with four strikeouts. Um, got a, you know, a big double play in one, one instant when the Mets you know, were threatening a little bit. So, again, he gutted out, pitched well. Pitch with some fire out there. Hit Jeff McNeil with a, with a, a fastball to the back there, and McNeil didn't like it, kind of through the helmet. But supposedly they all ironed it out. Just, but he was a little fiery up there, so you know, good just to see that performance. And again, let's just see if he takes that uh, moving forward. And again, the Yankees are going to need that just with the uncertainty of you know we're not even sure when, when we're going to get Nesta Cortez back. So uh, obviously, you know, Rendon stepping up there and kind of just being someone with a long Cole who's again having a terrific season. Uh, and again, it's all the more better for the rest of the. the starting rotation as for the first game there uh the yankees just, just flat out just had nothing i can't really put it on herman too much again we know story with the yankees and verlander they can never touch him so you're not sh- shocked now this wasn't like the vintage vintage verlander who's going like seven or eight innings and like you know striking out 12 but this was kind of maybe one b of that pitch six innings up there but this game is kind of over early the mets kind of had a dunker rbi early on but the big blow would be a three-run home run by pete alonzo at that point, putting the Mets up 4 nothing. Really, at that point, the game was over. And then Alonzo would hit another game later on. Again, not the sharpest start by Herman, but I just, I just think it was more, you know, if the Yankees weren't get, going to get to Verlander at all, which they probably weren't, I don't think it'd make us different anyway. And the Yankees um, eventually would fall 9-3 to in this game. And if you just combine the fact that, and even the second game, they won great wowee. And that game wasn't really, the offense was really nothing spectacular. I guess just, you know, it was just finally good to see Beta, um, who's kind of been quiet lately since he's coming off the IL? Uh, have a good game uh, with three hits, and in the second inning, they scored on a sacrifice fly, kind of fluffed. Didn't really hit the ball, and it was kind of in shallow right there. So when we have a right fielder coming in on on a sack on a you know fly ball like that, usually you know, just with the momentum of the, the right fielder coming in like that, he's going to catch the ball and throw it in hard to, 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 at home, and it's really hard to score off that. But you got to give credit to Bader; um, he took off just the right time and just got his hand in there. Um, to score the Yankees' second run of the game. First run was a infielder, a fielder's choice by Peraza, a little chop at a third there. So, again, the offense, and then Volpe later on uh, with an RBI single up the middle to score Bader as well. 
again, so it wasn't like a, an offensive explosion. Just kind of look, kind of you got a little thinking and dunking hits there, and some good heads up base running by Beta. But it's not like something you feel good about. But again, the good part is that Rodon finally got a win under his belt. You know, as a New York Yankee, uh, it's kind of been waiting half a season for him. And same, you know, same thing with opposing pitcher Jose Quintana. Uh, for the Mets there, again, he's pretty much missed the entire first half there. And the Yankees, again, didn't beat him up. They just kind of scratched a few runs. And this with Rendon in the Yankee bullpen. And, of course, Holmes closing it out in the ninth, uh, you know, able to uh, seal the win there. So, you know, again, you split 1-1. Again, I hate these two-game, two-game things. It doesn't feel like a series at all. i just rather them go back to three games. And if it's just once a year at one team's ballpark, I'm fine with that. I hate these two and two. It's like, well, we got fans on each side. And this is all just a money grab. You know you know what it is. Obviously, even if both teams are not doing too well, you know, you have sellout crowds and they're like 46,000 both games there. So it's to make the revenue. We all know that. But you don't really feel like you won or lost anything with these two-game series. It's just kind of dumb. Now, if you want to just do like like maybe three games, how it originally was, where it's three games at City Field and three games at Yankee Stadium, is alternate flip year to year. That's fine. Or 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 if you want to have two, have two three game series, so three games at City Field and three games in the Bronx. At least you can feel like you won or lost something, you know? Because you had. But if you just kind of go four, it's just kind of a waste. It just lays it. It just feels like exhibition game. So not really satisfying. And you know, if you're a Yankee fan, it's sort of like. You got nothing to win and a lot to lose. You know, if you beat the Mets, it's like, wow, it's the Mets. You're supposed to beat them. But if you lose, like, ah, we beat you. Now, if you flip it on the other way, you know, the Mets fans, if they get the win, it's like their World Series. Oh, my God, it's great. And if they lose, like, well, we're the Mets. We always lose. So, no big deal. So, it always feel like if you're a Yankee or Yankee fan, you're kind of at a disadvantage of this win. You just kind of hope to get it out of the way and find it's gone now. So, uh, the Yankees can move on and look at bigger things. Uh, look now at the Baltimore Orioles and getting Judge back. And, you know, you, you look at the standings and, yes, the Yankees are in last place, fifth place. But, crazy enough, they are, have been creeping up a little bit now, only eight games back. So, yes, you're in the last place. But, you know, eight games back with about two months left to go is not insurmountable to come back with. Especially, in fact, now you get in judge. And, again, the Yankees in Baltimore, they're not really exactly running running away with them. I and mean, they're having, good season, having a good season. But even like, you know, Tampa yesterday, they lose to the Miami Mall in 7-1. to one. I mean, so, you know, they may... At some point, maybe they end up kicking themselves as not not really, you know, taking this uh, AL East way, away, you know, being up like 12 or 15 games. But eight games is not insurmountable. In fact, with the fact that the Yankees still have a lot of head-to-head games left uh, to remain the season with both Baltimore and Tampa uh, just coming around the corner really soon. So, again, the Yankees do have the opportunity to right themselves, but uh, still need more from this offense. But sure, to get a shot in the arm with Judge. And in the first game, uh, didn't really cover this much on the podcast, but did more in the uh, YouTube episode the latest youtube episode if you want to go check it out getting petted back now he's a special advisor to the team so in the first game that he did throw out the ceremony on the first pitch didn't really inspire the team they lose nine to three but yes petted back now as an advisor for the yankees and supposedly nick swisher as well even though he's not really on the field much or in the bench much and they said with Pettit, you know he's just kind of be depending on his schedule he'll travel to teams sometimes sometimes he'll be on the road there and again i don't know what he's really advising but i guess just try to you know it kind of i think undercuts blake uh, matt blake a little bit as the pitching coach so you know, again, Pet has a wealth of knowledge. He's a former Yankee. He knows the deal. He knows the grind. He knows the fans, what it takes to, you know, make it in the postseason there. So, sure. I mean, it, it's helpful. But this is kind of one of these silly things. Like, I don't know. I think this is more gimmicky. Sort of like, all right, you know, we're not going to bring any big players in here, any big names. So, here's a little something cookie we'll throw to the fans so they stop yelling and complaining. So, that's just my two cents on it. And talking about trades, not that it was ever going to happen anyway, but it looks like Otani definitely not coming to the Yankees, but not going anywhere. It looks like uh, the Angels have committed to keeping him for the remainder of the season. They're kind of in the hunt issue of the wild card there. So you would kind of say, well, you know, it does make sense a little bit, but also 
if they were to trade him, they would get a boatload, you know, a, a mega load of prospects, you know, to set the Angels up for, uh, you know, the near term as well as the long term of just the hole that he could bring in. You know, the Angels are shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. It doesn't seem like Otani really wants to be with the Angels long term. So you just have this guy here where, all right, you're going to take a one and done playoff run in there. And then after that, you're probably going to lose the guy to free agency. So it actually benefits the Yankees because if they could stay in there, again, they're going to competing against teams like uh, Texas and Houston, if the Angels are a better team, they're playing Houston and they're playing Texas head-on, that benefits the Yankees in terms of let's see where the, the standings and wild-card spots shake out. So in a way, it's cool, good news for the Yankees and also the fact that you know you wouldn't want someone like Otani. Again, I, I can't see him come to any of the American League teams. Maybe Seattle, like some sort of Ichiro connection there. And plus, you know, a lot of Japanese tourists actually come from Japan, go to uh, Seattle just because, you know, the closeness obviously in Washington there, but also, you know, just their memories, their fondness of Ichiro back in the day. So that could be only the American League team I could see him go to. But other than that, I don't think he would come to like the Rays or the Orioles or anything. So it's not something that the Yankees had to worry about. But Mr. Otani will be staying with the Angels for the rest of the season. Mixed feeling how you would. I think it's a bad move by them because I just don't think if they get a shot for playoffs, I just don't see them going far. But they do get a lot of money from Otani. I mean, each of the starts, like just the revenue gate alone from from people coming to see his starts is like a little over a million dollars per start. Now, what does he have left? Maybe eight starts to the season. So it's eight. You're kind of giving all that up for eight million. Well, may have that. And then plus there might be other advertisements and other incentives wrapped around that where it's beneficial to have him in an Angels uniform um, and playing in their stadium for the rest of the season with the money they get from that. And maybe that's worth more than what a prospect could get from them. I don't know, but again, bad call by that. So that's the episode. You're just happy to have Judge back and not really proud of the way the Super Series shook out. Nothing really great from the offense there. Uh, you had the Mets come in. You held your ground there. 1-1. Okay, whatever. You move on. But the big news, getting Judge back. Hopefully, you know, he can play with his toe. He's going to pretty much be a DH pretty much the whole time. They're not going to put him out in the field at all there. Probably takes away some, you know, DH time from Stanton and probably takes some DH time from DJ when they want to D- give DJ a blow once in a while and just have his bat in there. We'll just see how it goes from there. And then, uh, you know, eight games back. And this guy's hope this team really finds it, finds a stride, gets hot, and play well the second half of the season. You get hot at the right time. You have that hotness going into a playoff. It always seems to happen against the Yankees. It's always that hot team that's taking on the Yankees and knocks the Yankees out. So maybe this time the Yankees can be the hot team and knock a team like the Rays out. That's not expected. So catch you on the next one. Thank <laughs> you.